Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Steel Nation Radio. I'm Mike Palaya of SteelNationAssociation.com, where we cover the Steelers 24-7 while bringing you, the Steeler fans, together in an effort to raise money for Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. Please check out the site, read our articles, listen to the podcast, join the club, and help us raise money for the kids all at the same time. You probably know by now, but you can also find my work on SteelCityUnderground.com, where there are many great columnists covering the Steelers and the AFC North and everything NFL all day, every day. So please go to the site and check out all the talented uh, writers and all the authors and everything they have to put out there because it's some really, really great stuff. And lastly, you can always find my work in the new Pittsburgh Courier. So please check it out. All right, so we're sitting here in July. The NFL appears as though they plan to play as scheduled, which means we are a mere few weeks away from training camp and preseason, and then the regular season is just a couple of months away, as the Steelers are due to kick off on September 14th. Uh, It's going to go fast. I don't know if that plan is going to happen the way the country is seeing these rise in coronavirus cases every single day with baseball still not yet quite on the field, albeit some form of a spring training, if you want to call it that. The NBA is looking like they're about to return, and the NHL has got some form of a plan. I'm not sure if any of those sports are going to actually get to play regular season games the way this is going. And the NFL, I mean, you've seen different players post different things on social media, I'm sure. But the NFL has ruled this week that... Post-game, players need to be six feet apart. They can't have jerseys swapped, which is obviously a, a traditional thing amongst players after games a lot of times, at least. Like the Watt brothers, for example, or players that respect each other will do that. And I get it, and I understand theoretically why they would say that that's a safety thing. However, it makes absolutely no sense if you're going to play NFL tackle football. How are you going to ask these guys to pound each other for three plus hours line up six inches across from each other with spit sweat and every other thing flying around for three hours and then implement something as stupid as that at that point what's the difference really i don't get it i don't get it but here's hoping they play however here's hoping they find a safe way to play i I think that what everybody needs to understand, quite frankly, is, yeah, we all are getting sick of this, no sports thing. We're all getting sick of being in the house or not really being able to live the normal quote-unquote lives, and we love to have something to watch, especially Steelers and NFL football. But these guys have families, and these are human beings too. Now, yes, they make millions of dollars and they entertain us, but you probably wouldn't go out there and play and put yourself or your family at risk. And these guys shouldn't have to if they don't want to. I think there will be guys sitting out this season, just like in Major League Baseball and basketball and some of these other sports. I mean, Cam Hayward has flirted with the idea of not playing this season. And he is a instrumental part of that Steelers defense. And it would be a big blow to that Steelers defense, a championship defense. But... Nobody can blame the guy if he chooses not to play. If that's what's best for him and his family, I hope nobody gives him grief about that because that's his personal decision. 
And quite frankly, I just don't see how these guys can play safely. We'll see. We'll see. If they do, they'll open up week one at New York on Monday night against the Giants. And I think that what I'm going to do here today is go over uh, the schedule as I see it here in early July and how I think they're going to do very, very briefly. But I think they would go into New York. I'm assuming Ben Roethlisberger is at full speed playing. They've got a full team here. They'd go into New York, and I think they would manhandle the Giants. I'm not concerned about Daniel Jones taking some sort of great leap into year two. Saquon Barkley scares me, but I think that Steelers' defense would more than shut him down. And I think that the uh, Steelers would have a field day offensively against the Giants' defense, 1-0. On September 20th, six days later, they open up at home against the Broncos. Broncos are decent. Don't really scare me. Not much to say, of course, here in early July. That's a 2-0 start. A good start. Then at week three, at home, Houston Texans. J.J. Watt comes in to face his brother T.J. Watt. Deshaun Watson um, comes in and... I think the Texans, I think it's a good game. I think the Steelers absolutely can win that game with that defense and everything. But I'm going to go ahead and say the Steelers lose. That's a 2-1 and one start. And they head to Tennessee on October 4th to play the Titans, who were obviously the darlings of the NFL last year. Ryan Tannehill's their quarterback. He had a Really good run last year. I don't see that continuing into this year. I think the Steelers go into Tennessee. They take care of business. 3-1. and one. Which brings us to week 5 on October 11th against the Philadelphia Eagles, the cross-state rivals. I don't think the Eagles are all that good. I don't think the Eagles are all that good. I think, you know, Carson Wentz is decent, but I don't think, I think he's a bit overrated. They just don't scare me that much. Steelers win 4-1. Week 6, going to Cleveland. No, I apologize. At home against Cleveland. Against the Browns. I'm not afraid of those wide receivers because I don't think Baker Mayfield's worth all that much. He's okay, but he's not great. Steelers win 5-1. Week 6, finally the big one. at. I'm sorry, week 7. The big one at Baltimore. Um... Lamar Jackson, and maybe, maybe there's a chance Antonio Brown is in that uniform. I doubt it, but there's some rumors that he could be there. Either way, that's the big game. Those are the big boys of the North from last year. They fell way, way short of what they probably should have done. They were exposed by the Titans, perhaps, in the playoffs. But the Ravens get the best of the Steelers in Week 7. Steelers fall to 5-2, and two, heading into the bye week, Week 8. They will then travel to Dallas on November 8th. And I'm going to have to say that that's unfortunately a loss. It just seems like a game that they should win, but they'll find a way to lose 5-3 and three halfway through the season. Coming home to play the Bengals. Joe Burrow's probably starting by then if he hasn't been starting all season. I think he's going to be a very, very good quarterback, but not in year one. And the Steelers dominate, traditionally dominate rookie quarterbacks. They take care of business, 6-3. and three. And that's not a bad place to be on November 15th. 
Taking us down to week 11, November 22nd at Jacksonville, our 6-3. The Jaguars, in my opinion, straight up suck. I don't have much to say. 7-3 Steelers as they head home to take on the Baltimore Ravens shortly after Thanksgiving. A huge battle, a close battle, but a Steelers victory avenging the loss earlier in the season at Baltimore. 8-3, getting ready to host the Washington Redskins on December 6th. I don't even know what the Redskins could do. The Redskins get shut out. Steelers 9-3. At the Buffalo Bills. A game the Steelers lost at home last year on Sunday night. A game that prevented them from probably making the playoffs last year with Hodges and Rudolph being quarterback. The Bills, however, in my opinion, are on an upwards trajectory and they do take care of the Steelers. They fall to 9-4. Heading into the 12-21 Monday night game at Cincinnati, the Bengals get embarrassed. 10-4 Steelers after that one. With the last two games, home against the Colts, away against the Browns, they take care of both of those. They finish 12-4. That's a little ambitious, but with this defense, with what I think is going to be a far, far improved offense, Assuming everybody's back, assuming Ben Roethlisberger is healthy, he plays smart, the offensive line keeps him upright, and James Conner, McFarland, and Benny Snell are splitting snaps, and they combine for a 1,200 to 1,300-yard season. This is a 12-4 and football team that's going to win the division. That's my prediction in early July. I will have an official prediction... As we approach September, two months from now, a lot may change. When I first saw this schedule, I had projected 10 and 6, but I'm a little bit more bullish on it right now as I go through it. I think 12 and 4 gets it done. I think that TJ Watt will be the defensive player of the year this year. He is too bad of a man not to. I think he's going to get definitely double digit sacks, and he may put up. A sack a game on average, getting that 16. And I wouldn't be shocked if he did. I think with Stefan Tuitt back, the defense just gets better. The only concern, the only concern I have right now is Terrell Edmonds. I, I think he's got a large upside, but two years in, he has been a bit of a disappointment. He was an overreach in the first round a couple of years ago. But he's their guy there. I mean, with Minka Fitzpatrick back there, we don't have as much to worry about. The defense is going to be stellar. They're going to be stellar. Offensively, we have to see how the offensive line rebounds. You know, I'm being very bullish on on how good they'll be. But I think they're going to be okay. I think Roethlisberger is going to help improve the optics of the offensive line because he knows how to get rid of the ball significantly faster than Rudolph or Duck knew how to do last year. No fault of their own. They're, they're essentially rookies, but... I think with Roethlisberger there, that in, that then enhances the offensive line. It enhances the running game. It enhances Juju Smith-Schuster, who had clearly had a down year. I do think, by the way, that this is Juju's last year here because I don't think the Steelers are going to keep him, especially as he joked, I think joked at least uh, recently, that he was going to sign for 25 mil a year. That is certainly not going to happen in Pittsburgh. Obviously, no one's going to sign him for that. But point being, maybe he is looking for a huge payday, and that will not come in the Steel City. Uh, but Deontay Johnson, a full year with Roethlisberger after the way he played last year, I think is going to be huge. I'm looking forward to Chase Claypool. I think James Washington can be very good. Uh, 
with Roethlisberger, uh, Eric Ebron, Vance McDonald. I mean, they've got weapons. I think they're a bit underrated, and that's why I say 12-4 and four as we sit here in early July. We'll see. I will certainly come back at you before the season kicks off, if the season kicks off. But until then, make sure you guys all stay safe, be smart, and we'll talk soon.